0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, yep. man. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I guess this is the the first full week that everyone mm. is back uh to either work mm. or school or or or, or
1: 2023. Um as it is, lah. La. Yeah, yeah, how do you feel about that? Like the basically this week I had yeah, this past week I had to take down Christmas tree, take down Christmas lights, yeah. stop playing festive music around the house, yeah. you know, start thinking about planning about 2023 for real and all that. But yeah. how how do you feel about all that?
0: I mean similar like it almost feels like okay, like um the stuff that you know I was supposed to like um feel like the eating junk food, eating snacks and all last mm. week was like the the buffer zone uh, where I was like still mm. okay,, la, just just eat, eat whatever I want, whereas this week feels mm. like okay, it's time to get down to business man
1: uh you mean like for health wise or exercise I and, mean and everything, everything.
0: La, like what you said you you know even mm. like okay, like getting back to the the stuff that is not so much the festive holiday holiday period is like even for <clears> us, you know, what are the plans for mm. Yalabad this year for folklory, for ministry of funny, yeah, like like need to get back into that sort of like uh programming
1: yeah and i think the the fact that the world cup was happened in december also i think it yeah. added to that that uh, it yeah. added to the crazy like you know fuck everything else fuck work and everything <laughs> <laughs> like. it added to that because you're like your timeline you're 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 up at like 2 a.m 3 a.m whatever to watch matches and all and and now like there's less of that going on especially yeah. right now uh so it's like, oh, even football matches, I'm like, I mean, in fact, even watching football matches, I'm like, they don't have the same gravity or weight as the World Cup, right? So I'm like, do yeah, exactly. so I want to bother to wake up and watch that? I don't, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I just stop. And, and I'm guessing this is something that everyone is feeling to a certain extent. Mm. Like the, the December period, I mean, my December was surreal also because of the wedding, mm. right? It just felt like, yeah. wow, what, what just happened? Um, and mm. even last week, I still felt the drag of the holiday season, um, and mm. I say drag not in not a bad not the bed, drag lah right? well wow, yeah, yeah. no, just such no, a no. he's right? <laughs> <Like, laughs> a
1: grinch like holiday season is a drag not the As drag you say like the lingering uh, the, the, was, the high the high the lingering yeah, high yeah. or something I was, I was
0: gonna I was gonna re- correct myself it, it's more mm. like the yeah the, the, the intoxication the festive intoxication last week lah Mm-mm-mm. yeah, yeah. And, and I think maybe because last week also it started on a Tuesday right so this is the first yeah. Monday of 2023 the first yeah, the, yeah the first proper Monday yeah exactly the Monday blues man yeah
1: so I I mean maybe maybe this week is the first real first week of the year right yeah correct correct. last year just the hangover last year was just from last week was just too long already like I just
0: I I just found out that you know for orthodox christians which uh, Mm. uh, forms a large population uh, proportion of the christians in eastern europe uh, Mm. like this past weekend was the christmas that they celebrate not 25th december Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, and, it was, and it, apparently it was a split in the Roman, in the Catholic Church in like the 1500s where mm. the, the current calendar was adopted for one segment while the mm. Orthodox Christians said, no, we're still going to celebrate it uh, the way mm. we've been celebrating since the dawn of like um, Christmas.
1: You heard this in, in church or something? Were you in church or something? that you heard
0: uh, this? No, 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 because oh. uh, I mean, it was in the context of Ukraine and Russia having mm. the ceasefire this past weekend to celebrate yeah. the Orthodox Christ, uh, Christmas. But then, mm-hmm. like, I think there's just some, like, some, some skepticism there. Like, then there's talk mm-hmm. of U- Russia using the break to regroup and the Ukrainians not letting their guard down. But, I mean, mm-hmm. aside from all the horror of war and politics, uh, I just found yeah. that, uh, I was like, hey, what is this Orthodox Christmas? Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fun facts. Fun fact. Uh, fun fact. But yeah,
1: but yeah, so yeah, that's why I I, I I was going to refer to that also, lah. Yeah, it's, I think in in Ukraine, the so-called Christmas Christmas is is more in January than in December, lah, Right?
0: Yeah. That, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Which just feels like a very different kind of Christmas, lah. But I guess there it's still winter, right? It's still, <laughs> uh, and 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 it's probably like if you grew up with that, then that's that's your Christmas, lah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in Singapore, yeah, I mean, we we have our we have the chinese new year festivities coming up yeah which uh, also throws a throws a spanner into into the whole uh, january is the <laughs> getting time when back you, to the grind yeah getting back to the grind <laughs> and all because i think for a lot of people there's going to be a lot of snacking a lot of uh, house visits and things like that coming yeah. up as well right yeah and-
0: and I mean, okay, like, I don't, I'm not saying this is a blanket thing, but some, mm. some, some CMY decorations went up uh, near my house at the Hawker Center and mm. holy mama, it is like in your face, man. Mm, mm, mm. Is in, in your in face. In what way? In what way in your it's, face? It's damn bright.
1: <laughs> oh, the, they like had the lights. Uh.
0: And, but the lights are also just like, like, like they're, every time you go past in a bus or like a taxi, mm. it's like, yo, look at us you know and like uh, the hawker centre normally at night is like a bit more calm a bit more serene like but yeah. now it feels like like um like like of las vegas
1: like that man mm, mm, yeah i think the now now they do they they they're a bit smarter about the christmas and chinese new year decorations in recent years mm. where they actually reuse a lot of stuff from christmas so you're not tearing everything down and having to set it up again mm. and, and in that sense maybe they managed to combine two budgets like christmas and chinese new year decorations together. That's then why it feels d- like the Chinese new one is so so in your face and so huge, yeah. Right. Then you can combine Deepavali also. So just you know
0: just <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you write into
1: your town council and suggest that.
0: <laughs> no, then you cannot leave out Hari Raya. But.
1: Exactly, yeah. Then yeah. it spreads out over four months. Then then it loses its meaning already, right? It doesn't feel <laughs> that festive anymore. It's just there all year round. <laughs> There's just the festive half of Singapore and the non festive half. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But yeah. But oh well, cool. Shall we? Shall we Back jump into grind. it?
1: Back, Back to the, to the stories. Grind. Oh yeah. But before that, we do not want to plug something, right? Hirsh? Yes. Um.
0: That is, if you've been listening to this podcast, be it your first or three hundredth episode, and if you generally mm. do enjoy it, uh, it'd be great if you could just leave a rating on Spotify, on Apple, um, uh, wherever you listen to this podcast. If there is a rating, because like, it does, it does help. Build the, 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 the community and, and, and the appeal to listen to our podcast. Like.
1: Mm, mm, yeah. And I think for well, ability also. Yeah. Yeah, side note, I was just doing some like uh, data backups and cleanups over the weekend. And, you know, guess how many, how, guess how large all the files are for Yellow Butt? our podcast have been. That's since in the audio episode file, one, Yeah, everything. Guess how much data we have? Uh, 500 gigabytes it's 4 terabytes man 4 Ooh, terabytes 4, four terabytes. terabytes of audio captured since episode 1 of yallabat till now yeah. i mean now now we've sort of moved to the cloud we moved uh, our operations a little bit more to the cloud mm. but we still have backups of, of of things and everything and and it's 4, four terabytes, terabytes too yeah wow so you know what, how you much know, it, we, we, how much data we're creating man
0: you know, if someone steals that, right, they can literally, I'm sure they can build an AI engine of like Harish and Terence for and carry on the Yalabad podcast without even us doing the, the Yalabad podcast.
1: I don't think they need to steal it. They just need <laughs> to go on Spotify and listen. <laughs> that, that's and true. Just right? listen that's to true. us, right? <laughs> just
0: listen yeah. to us. That is true. Yeah. But four terabytes, what? That's yeah. cool. Four terabytes. Yep. Sweet. That's right.
1: All right. Okay. Jumping to our first topic.
0: Jumping um, into our first topic. Yes. And, and quite, quite a poetic lah, coming off the festive year mm. where people were just stuffing their face. Um, correct, correct, There is Sorry. this article that came out in the Straits Times uh, titled, mm. Over half of kids, teens in Singapore do not hit physical activity targets. Um, mm. And that's based on a, on a study lah, that was mm. um, released, which we will get into. Yeah. But when you saw that title, Terrence, what made you want to talk mm. about it?
1: Um, yeah, exactly like you said. It's, you know, that time of the year. The start of it, you know, the research bears itself out that uh, the when whenever you have a fresh start or you perceive a fresh start in your life, it's easier for you to make like uh, changes, right? Mm. So that's why New Year resolutions are such a big thing. Even though the, I think the statistics are like eighty uh, percent of people fail with the New Year resolutions, like exercise mm. and all that, right? So it's a good time to to sort of look at um besides your own willpower is there something else holding you back and holding our children back from exercising more, such as infrastructure or education or what? That's why mm. I thought this might be an interesting topic for this time of the year, as people start to, you know, sign up for gym memberships, yoga classes, uh, uh, whatever whatever floats their boat like, in terms of exercise. Mm. And, and but, but think about, like, the larger scheme of things, where does Singapore rank in terms of uh, physical activity? La? But this is focused specifically on on individuals up to eighteen years of age, lah.
0: Correct, so, correct. But it starts uh, there,
1: right? It starts there. Don't you feel that a lot of the habits that you have today, uh, in terms of physical activity, stem from uh, where you where you started as a adolescent, as a teenager? Yeah, as a teenager, yes. But before that, not
0: so much, lah. Mm, like in okay, the okay. in the primary school and 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 all that. Um, mm. So so this what, this I'm also curious to hear your take given that you are a parent uh, mm-hmm. um and and okay so so just some context right the report was released by the Saw Swee Hock School of Public Health at, the, at NUS um, mm. and it was a research that basically used like 10 indicators um, yep. and it was uh the study was conducted uh, in using data from Singapore but also 56 other countries uh, mm-hmm. And the data was from all the national surveys and large-scale studies, uh, all looking for those same ten indicators, lah. And yep. uh, it's also important to note that the data was from July twenty ten to July twenty twenty, so just as the pandemic was about to take flight, lah. Uh,
1: you mean oh yeah, la, the you, for the, the last couple of years of the of the yeah. data, lah, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, correct. Because at first I was thinking, what if you use the pandemic data? It's gonna skew everything, man. But yeah, mm. la, they did it right before the, the, the pandemic really like, I guess at the start of the lockdown. Um, yeah, exactly. So essentially, like for the overall score of physical activity for people mm. up to 18 years of age, Singapore scored a C minus. Mm. Ouch. C minus. You know? Yeah. C, not just a C, a C minus. Mm. You know, in mm. a country where the academics, even though there seems to be less emphasis on academics now, um, to do uh, C minus, and basically C minus in the context of meeting the global recommendation of at least sixty minutes of mm. moderate to vigorous exercise per day.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So so, right. so so that was overall la, But there are other other stats uh, across the other indicators lah, which would you like to 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 give a peek? What
1: how we scored? Um, I mean, we we there were certain good scores and there were bad scores. That's why average of C minus. Mm. Uh, for example, we got an A plus for how well our community and environment supported physical activity, which I think mm. we will discuss a little bit more of. And uh, B for how the government promoted and implemented such opportunities. Um, but, uh, you know, for other aspects like family support and sedentary behavior, we got uh, Bs and Cs. La. So it's not great. But, um, the, the the interesting thing is that um you can actually look up uh I think there's something that you found right Harish a, a report card, a short form report card that sort of puts everything in the form of uh, infographics. And that's mm. where you can really see where where, you know, uh, we scored like really bad grades for like um you know uh I think <laughs> sedentary behavior, for example, refers to uh spending less than two hours of recreational screen time. I'm guessing per day, lah, right? Uh, mm. And Singapore scores a C minus, which means that we spend, our cho- our eight year old children spend a lot of time uh, on their screens. And yeah. um, in terms of family and peers, uh, we also score C minus in terms of uh, encouraging eight year old kids to play outside when the weather is suitable. Lah. So it's not, these aren't good grades and they're not uh, things to shout about. But at the same time, we we have scored. Better on on average, right? Than a lot of other countries, right?
0: mm. mm. I think so. So so. Uh, like which countries? Uh?
1: uh, I think they said that the global average, if I'm not wrong, the global average was uh, a D plus. A D plus. Yeah. A D plus <laughs> for D the plus. other 50, for all fifty seven countries. Like, right? Yeah. Fifty seven countries in study received an average of D plus. Um. Yeah. So the the ones that are the top. They're not A, they don't get A's either. Uh, yeah. the Finland and Japan emerge at the top with an average grade of B minus. Yeah. So it's not It's yeah. not all, I, know, I mean, this one's a, the, the curve doesn't really work that way here. It's a tough class. It's a very hard class, highest is B minus, yeah.
0: It's not exactly based on a curve. So how the, the grades were assigned is mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. you get an A, essentially it's, um the country is succeeding with a large majority of children. So anything upwards mm. of 80%. Um, mm. So a B is anything between 60 to 79%. C is anything between like 40 to 59%. Yeah.
1: yeah. So if
0: you're C minus, it just means about half, la, about about mm. half. Yeah, um, that's right. So that's why there's no A plus. La. There's no <laughs> there's no A plus uh overall. Yeah. Um so so like, but okay, so I asked you, uh, this one, when I saw the title, mm. I was mm. like, of course lah. Like, I think that's a global thing, right? Of course, of course kids, adults these days are probably not getting enough uh physical activity targets la. So, mm. why, this was not something that was like, oh my god, really?
1: Mm-hmm, or was it mm-hmm. for you? Um, I think, I mean, it's not a huge surprise uh, mm. But I think it's interesting to talk about the differences between countries. Because uh, I think the fact that Finland and Japan are at the top, uh, it kind of tells you maybe there's... I mean, maybe it is something about uh, m- encouraging our children and, and kids to get out more. Or maybe it's something the infrastructure that doesn't encourage children and kids to get out as much. la uh i mean fundamentally you can think about one thing that's different between finland japan and singapore right it's, mm. it's the weather right i think we mm. we have a very different climate from finland or japan uh and and you know i was in japan just recently and uh, yeah it's it's true that uh, that um when when it's cold outside versus when it's blazing hot outside the it's a very different experience that uh, of wanting to go out and and take a walk and all that right so yeah it, uh, does it surprise you that countries with like winter and, and cold climates like like Finland, for example, or even Japan in the winter and all, th- does it surprise you that their, their, their kids are a little better than us in terms of getting out there and playing?
0: Um yeah, it doesn't surprise lah, but I'm just looking at the scorecards for the other countries, mm. right? So so just yep. just looking like um, okay, so overall uh scores Bangladesh got a C minus mm. uh, China got a C. Hong mm. Kong got a D minus, India got a C, Israel got a D minus, Japan got a B minus, Lebanon. Yeah. So these are primarily Asian countries. La. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain countries got a F, but I think it's because there's not enough data. Mm, uh, okay. So Korea got a D minus. Korea got a mm-hmm. D minus. Uh Thailand got a D, UAE F. So yeah, so amongst the ones that had conclusive. Singapore. If you think about it, compared to Malaysia, uh, D minus. Malaysia C minus. Singapore. So, so Singapore probably yeah. Like the weather seems to play. Uh, 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 uh could be a factor. And in that context, Singapore still did okay, lah.
1: Mm, mm, Yeah. Um. How about the but, infrastructure? Though, like, like, uh, do you think Singapore's infrastructure has a part to play in terms of uh encouraging people to spend more time outdoors?
0: Um, I think so because I think, well, I think, I think there's so many factors and it just so happened like over the weekend also, I went to a, a friend's place where there were kids there and, and me and mm. my friends who are all around my age, some have kids, some don't have kids. We were just talking about what it's like to grow up as a kid now versus back then. La. Mm. Um, mm. I think the infrastructure right now, first of all, the, we don't have like that many open spaces to play. Uh, yeah. Right. I would imagine of course you got playgrounds and all that. But I would imagine if you're in a place where there's more more greenery, more parks, more of this which is why I was surprised about Japan. Mm. Um mm. And, and, and that's where I think I think Singapore has the infrastructure, but it's almost like it's a bit too structured. Mm. Uh but like as a as a parent, right? Yeah. What do you feel? Like, I'm sure your thoughts going from,
1: uh, uh,
0: no kid to having a kid has evolved mm. also la, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, to, I think like one stark difference between say Japan and Singapore is, uh, yes, Singapore has a lot of spaces around lah, right? Mm. But, uh, more often than not, they're quite crowded lah. And, and uh, and and these are places like you know, let's say you go to the Marina Barrage where there's a big grass patch where you can fly kites and or water fountains to play with your kids and all that. You go there on a the weekend; it's always packed with people, right? And and um, it's packed with people. Parking's an issue. Whereas, like, when I was in Japan, right? Like there were literal uh, afternoons eh, where we would just okay. There's this you know pretty interesting outdoor playground in the in the suburbs of Tokyo. That we would just take a train to and just just go and check out this interesting old playground that has been there for for I don't know twenty thirty years, and most of the time there's only a few kids playing on it at a time la, you mm-hmm. know. So it actually is a very pleasant thing for the parent to go and 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 uh, just chill out there and and you know watch the child and all that. So it just becomes a much more like um chill experience getting out going outdoors with your child la. Whereas I, I always feel in Singapore there's always like uh you, you always have to deal with the crowds, uh, right? Wherever mm. you're going, whether it's indoor playgrounds, outdoor playgrounds, or even just places of interest. And because of that consideration, a lot of times, uh yeah, sometimes we're like, uh, you know, should, do we want to go and fight the crowds or or fight with finding parking or that? And that that actually discourages you from, from going out more. Uh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so so Do you ever feel do you... that? Do you ever feel that when when Thinking about things to do in Singapore, ah uh, yeah, of course. Like yeah. now, this
0: we goes to a crowded area. I'm like, oh my god. Um, I think that day that uh we we went for like a long walk at night and we ended up at MBS lah, and mm. it was you know a long walk. Like sometimes very calming, very cathartic, and all. Then the moment we entered yeah. MBS, right, I was like, oh my god. Um, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it's just it's just a very stark difference, like, Especially when you get older and all. Mm, but mm. I think one thing that came up when I was talking to my friends yesterday, because um, one of them he his kid is uh, seven, and mm. uh, he and uh, along with another friend um, signed up their kids for like a soccer soccer academy soccer class you know mm-hmm, soccer mm-hmm. training. And yeah. and I was just remembering like when I was younger, the only mm. time we played soccer was under the void decks you
1: mm. know. Mm.
0: And back then, without without you know that much technology. If after school, I don't think I had a computer until late secondary, you mm. kind of needed to just hang out with your friends la, in primary school, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then you want to play soccer, you no feel and all. You just play in the void deck. La. Then you yeah. kick. Then back then, the lights in void decks had no cages around them. So mm-hmm. if you kick mm-hmm. a ball, you kick to the glass, <laughs> it falls, then you get a good workout sprinting away. Um, <laughs> if someone calls the police, then the police come also, you sprint. So it felt a lot more... How you say uh, Like a uh, unstructured, uh, which mm. was was good lah. But now I can totally understand why my friends um, w- would do that because both working parents, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And ultimately, you. It, it sounds like a good thing, but I don't know. It just feels so different, la. Like uh, mm. like as a kid growing up these days, and with, with just this emphasis on 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 structure for kids,
1: lah. Mm-hmm. but isn't, you know that, I mean, nah. isn't that isn't that progress like isn't that progress because what you're saying about you know a kid going to a football academy versus playing with the white deck, deck and deck all is yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't that progress like like I, I was talking to a friend recently who he was I think he was the he was the captain of our uh, school soccer team back in the day mm. and he said that he even you know he visited his kids uh, footballing academy class or whatever and he was just shocked by the level of uh instruction going on there you know talking <laughs> yeah. about tactics talking about spacing talking about spatial awareness when you're when you're on the field or we don't have the ball whereas back in his day training was just basically oh here's a ball uh this is how you you know this is how you do a certain trick okay everybody try okay can really Then next next thing okay now play five aside or eleven aside whatever and that was f- football training for them <laughs> <right>? <laughs> but now for his kids it's like literally they're thinking about you know, formations and where to position yourself and how to react and, you know, at- attack defense and how to, how to, you know, work your skills. So to me, it's like, that's a good thing. I don't see it as a bad thing that, that there's a little bit more structure to it, but, but the way you're talking about it was like a bad thing I like that. Why? Huh?
0: No, because, okay. So, so I just have something that I do want to ask more people, the more I meet them. And I'll ask you also, mm-hmm. like, you know, when you were young, right? Um, yeah. The things that you were kind of exposed to or like made to do uh, or kind mm. of forced to do, and I say young, like primary school age, like I think once you're a teenage mm. it's different. Primary school, did you did you end up liking it or disliking it? Because like even my, my my wife, she went for piano class, uh, piano mm. lessons mm. and swimming lessons, and uh when I asked her, and <laughs> I think generally, like it's almost like, okay, I was forced to do this, I had to do it. Mm. And more often than not, I was say it's, 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 a, it's a, I'm putting it out there, more often than not, people who went through classes when they were young, right, ended up not mm. liking what they were forced to do. Mm, mm, and, mm. and that's where I feel like part of the magic, yeah, soccer, I know I know the person you're talking about because I played soccer with him mm. as well. And yeah. he was famous for <laughs> taking goal kicks by tonjoling the ball. So, what was tonjoling? It's like, you know, there's a proper kicking technique. Uh, uh where yeah, you yeah. use the instep and it looks very poetic, but yeah. he would just tonjo and use his toes lah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would yeah. go fucking far. He's got very strong hips. La. Yeah. Yeah, But if you look at the kicking technique of everyone on my team, also, right? No one had a proper yeah. kicking technique. no. You just yeah, figure yeah. it out. Yeah. So, but there was a certain, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm I'm being too naive about it, but it almost feels like there was room to play. Um mm. and an experiment, as opposed to having that much structure. La. I mean, I didn't. Mm. Thankfully, looking back, I didn't have anything forced on me, like like pianos or something. I think like my parents were like, okay, "You have one toy, you just play with it." And mm, I was like, mm. uh-huh. "Okay, I'll just play with it and it's fine." So, so that's that's my hypothesis, la.
1: But again, it, again, maybe. you're coming, you're coming from that perspective of like, uh, you know, hindsight and like, oh, you know, oh, it yeah, turned out yeah. okay and all that. Whereas Maybe the problem was not that the kids were being forced to do something. The problem was the instruction methods were just not great back then. You know, Mm. they didn't think about how to motivate the child towards enjoying the piano more. They didn't think about motivating or how to sustain the interest of the child and all that. Which I think today, just hearing, I mean, I haven't got to that stage yet when I'm thinking about piano classes from kids. But but. Even just the, the very basic like, uh, for example, enrichment, Chinese enrichment classes I've been to. I've sat in, I've sat through a couple of them with my kid when he was much younger and all. Um, yeah, they, they, it's super engaging. Like even for, for the adults and all, it's, it's like pretty interesting because there's, you know, a lot of song and dance and performance and all that. And I'm just comparing it to the kind of, you know, tuition classes that I used to get as a kid for Chinese. Whereas just an old lady coming to your house and and, and 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 like you know, sitting down with you and just reading to you poems all day, like Chinese poems all day. Very different experience, like you know, from from what it is today. And yeah, again, it's is the instruction. Is a different methods of instruction like, that they haven't that they, they have now gotten to a point where they think a lot about how to sustain your interest. Like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, yeah, maybe it is a method of instruction. And of course, even as an adult, mm. if you have things forced down on you, forced down your throat, chances yeah. are you will not like it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then maybe it becomes a thing of how do you expose your kids to these kind of things? Um, yeah. And like, as opposed to signing up for a two year course or something. And of mm. course, I'm saying this as a newly married man with no kids. So anyone mm, listening and thinking, you shut the fuck up, okay? You have no yeah. idea what it's like to deal with a kid in this day and age, where there's an overload of info. Classes yeah. are uh, are saving our lives. I was like, okay, yeah. I don't know yet. Um, I can imagine it to be, but uh, yeah, it, it, maybe it's the way that the things are div- uh, enforced, la.
1: Yeah, but I mean, one one thing, for example, that I would point out that uh, it's very different back then and now, in, and and hundred percent sure if it's better. Um for example our playgrounds, right? Our playgrounds back in the day. Remember our playgrounds in the estates and all that were all they were all sanded playgrounds. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was all sand Yeah. Interesting interesting structures that you could climb and jump off and and then and, and, and things like that. Whereas now you walk out to most playgrounds, it's like you know the the, the synthetic rubber flooring mm. and, and there's no like um there's no sense of like it, and I feel that that taking away that flooring and all that, um, has removed that sense of uh, playing in the with sand in a sandbox kind of feel, you mm. know, where you could build castles, build sand castles, and and just do random things, dig for ants or whatever it is in the playgrounds, are, right? Mm. So the playground becomes a much less uh, it's like very functional. It just you just look at what's you know the structure that is there. If it's interesting, you spend more time with it. If it's not interesting, fine. find you just walk away. So, so I feel like playgrounds these days these days have uh, have less to offer to our children than before. Mm. Um I don't know, is that is that something you feel when you see the playgrounds as well?
0: I totally, I totally feel that. But I can totally imagine you as a parent.
1: You know, mm. Like if your kid
0: twists his ankle in the sand, you'll be like, why you have to go to the place with the sand? <laughs> why
1: couldn't you go to the one without the sand? And on the contrary, you know, but even less, you might be less likely to twist your ankle when you're on sand and all, right? I mean, yeah, la, twist twist ankle is one thing. La. The, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. then
0: it becomes a trade-off. Because I remember once in McRitchie, um, mm. there's the, the long 11-kilometer path, right? A, 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 yeah. lot, a few years ago, because at one point, I was staying near there and I used to frequent mm. the route. La. Then when I went back a few years later, there was this, there was this one part which I actually really liked. It was like kind of um, like rocks sticking out and it was a bit of a challenge, like, you know, if you want to run yeah. through it. The next time I yeah. went back, it was all like just gravel, you know, you know that kind of like small mm. gravel. Yeah. It just made it seem like huh, in the middle of uh, the forest area, where you got this trail of gravel. But I think it's yeah. because a lot of people got injured there.
1: Ah, uh, I see, I see. Then, but it's then, much less then,
0: enticing to, to walk on that, right? Yeah, because it feels, okay, like the beauty of McRitchie or all those nature reserves is that you feel like you're in nature. Then suddenly mm, you got this mm, thing that's there, but then it becomes the whole debate, like what you said, but it's progress, what? You get less people injured. Mm, it makes it mm. more accessible. Isn't that a good thing? Isn't yeah. that a good thing?
1: But, but that's right, yeah. So the, my question is whether, like even you know, all these synthetic rubber floorings are necessarily, mm. uh, do they necessarily really get pe- people get people less injured because a lot of times, you know, you've seen the flooring, it, it degrades to a point where there's potholes and things like that. And, and, and it's still, you know, the terrain is still all over the place. Whereas sand, you kind of like, it's so, it's kind of an organic feel. And, you know, and if you watch a toddler or infant just on sand, they sort of understand how it works pretty quickly. Mm. La. They don't, you don't, it, it seems like you don't need to teach them how to walk on sand. They sort of just get a feel because their feet can really feel and understand the ground. Uh, yeah. properly la. so yeah. so um you know i even down to like like i think there's a um related to our second topic also la. there was this big debate going on about uh our football players playing their matches on artificial turfs versus natural grass mm. and then and uh, ending up getting a lot of injuries like you know so mm-hmm. so even not even for adults you look for kids also, for, it's it's i think it's the same problem la, you know and then it makes playgrounds much less enticing for children no? to to hang out at, to, to just spend time exploring. I, I think I spent so much time back in the playground, you know, just like collecting random cups of like sand. And, and I don't know doing what with them, like, but building all sorts of different structures with it. Like. But now that there's none of that at, at all the modern playgrounds. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, and it ruins a bit of that kind of like, like the sandbox is really like like that. like It's a, it's... It's there's so much mystery and uncertainty. And of course I could imagine if your kid plays in the sand, they come back home, they bring sand home, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's
1: life, right? That's life. That's that's what the word that's what life is. uh. You can't like hide from sand forever. That's that's we're an island after all.
0: I agree. (laughs) But then but then I don't know, man, like like you know, like um last week um uh Sim Wong Hu, the founder of Creative, passed away. Um Mm -hmm. and and just reading up about him, yeah, he was a total badass, trailblazer. Uh, but he also wrote, wrote this book called Nuts. Uh, do you hear about that? Mm. Yeah, it yeah, stands yeah, for No uh, yeah. U-Turn Syndrome. Um, yep. And it's a term that apparently he coined, which talked about how Singapore, even at his time, or even more so mm. at his time, was structurally not the best at encouraging like um, people to push the boundaries. Like An example he gave mm. was that in Singapore... Uh, you can only U-turn where car, where there's a sign that says you can Mm, U-turn. Right? Um, So, all other turnings, you cannot U-turn. But in other countries, I think he referred to Europe at that point in time. I don't know how it is now, but in in countries like that, you can U-turn anywhere except Mm. where there is a no U-turn sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in one way, it's like, okay, you can can U-turn wherever, but if you see this, don't. Apart from that, it's all good, but Singapore is a flip, and it just struck me as, hey, actually, that's a, that's an interesting way to look
1: at it. Look at the structural difference lah. Mm, yeah, it's true. But then, Yeah, I mean it's something that I, I I I think also struck me when when we were studying in the US as well, lah, right? Mm. When when the roads were I mean, the places I lived in the cities like Philadelphia and New York, the roads were really just uh like square grids, lah, right? Mm, and mm, and mm. a lot of times, oh shit, I missed the turn. You just you know, turn at the next turning. And you turn around, then you come back to your to where you needed to go, lah. Right, basically, yeah, yeah, it's correctly. like a, you just do a small loop. Whereas in Singapore, it's like, oh, you miss, you miss this turn, lah. Okay, go six hundred meters ahead, find the U turn, then you U turn, you fight through the traffic there, the U turn back, and then slowly come back to your place. But like, oh shit, there's a little, there's a little thing you can't just U turn come back at that. Cannot, 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 yeah. cannot. So <laughs> I, I've encountered that quite a few times in um when I, I remember when I first came back to Singapore and it was 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 going around and all that and I always felt is it is it just that we're too um is it me being too spoiled by having having the right to just turn everywhere or is it that in Singapore everything's so structured that you really just can't deviate from the path lah, right?
0: It's like jaywalking also lah, Right. I think we spoke about it. Do you jaywalk? I jaywalk like crazy man. <laughs> mm, yeah. Like almost like traffic lights, okay they help, but don't need a lot of traffic light always but I've met some people who say they don't jaywalk.
1: Wow. Okay. Depends. I guess depends on how confident they are that if something happens, they can run fast enough. La.
0: <laughs> but that's like truth, even if the la, road
1: right? is clear, no. Oh, okay. Then that, that's strange. <laughs> Unless, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just make sure there's not no nothing wrong. La. No police or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like there's this fear.
0: Uh, but you know, interestingly enough, the same report, right? The only thing that we got a uh, A A plus four is um mm. the community and environment la. And, yep, and because yep. almost 97% and above of uh, parents uh, who have like kids five to five, five and a half to eight years old, uh, said that the presence of open areas, parks, playgrounds, swimming pool, gyms, sports activity clubs all encourage uh, the children's physical activity. Mm, 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 so everything right. you were saying about the sand just now, right, mm. is all doesn't count, dude. People no. feel
1: that, yeah, yeah I mean, it's based on research it's like just, this. Yeah, but it's just a statistic that, that 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 there are these open areas and parks and playgrounds. But whether they're good or or, or really encourage you to use them, that's another question, lah, right. Dude, this A
0: plus, right? It's gonna be printed and framed in every office <laughs> in the civil service in Singapore. It's like we got an A
1: plus. We got yeah, an A plus for this. Okay. The URA. It's gonna come with like it's gonna come <laughs> with like <laughs> a, a little gold frame and everything. A
0: gold frame. So, yeah. so, I mean, that's why it's interesting. Uh, like, uh, we'll put a link to all the reports because the mm. Straits Times articles, like they always do, maybe there's something mm. we don't understand about why they cannot just link to the report. Had to
1: Google. To keep you on that site, keep you on that right.
0: site. Yeah, you just had to Google so much to find the damn reports. And mm. the reports, yeah, there's the scientific report, but there's also these more uh, readable, long uh, and short. Uh, forms like, and they're available at yeah. the NUS website. Yeah. Some have to dig that, So we'll put the links to all of that. If you've got a minute, it would be interesting like,
1: to to mm-hmm. see. Correct, yeah. But then, yeah. Um, since we're talking about the priority of, uh, you know, sporting or outdoor activity mm. vis-a-vis uh, other kinds of activities, right? Mm. And so, uh, that actually brings us to the second topic, which is Precisely that kind of uh that kind of discussion <laughs> that has blown out into the open north of Singapore in Malaysia. And what yeah. is this big discussion? It is the
0: the discussion that um and an upcoming J. Cho concert uh, that's gonna mm. be held in Malaysia, uh and all the requirements it has of the stadium to be set up a certain way, with the stage set up a certain way, will mean that twenty-one thousand seats Will mm. be unusable for an upcoming uh, football game between Malaysia and Thailand. Mm. Mm. So, mm. so it is. A, and it's not just a friendly. You know, it's an ASEAN yeah. Football Federation Cup match. Um, mm. so the fans are all saying, "Yo, man, we want to watch football. We don't want. We, like this concert. This is a a game of national interest. No, why are twenty one thousand mm. seats being um close made off, unusable? And... Yeah, close yeah. off. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, to, to be to be yeah. exact I think what is what is happening is that uh Malaysia is is in the semi-finals of the AFF mm. uh, Cup um and they are playing Thailand they've already there's the semifinals play across two leagues and they've already won the first league one0 so they have a very good chance of of uh, making it to the final then they will play at that stadium as well right mm. uh, but because there is a concert this coming Sunday on the 15th for J. Cho's concert. They've already started to set up the infrastructure for the concert. That means building a stage on one end of the stadium, which has closed off 21,000 seats uh, already for the for the build up to the concert, right? Mm. And therefore, that means the second leg of this uh, semi final, which is being played, I believe, on Tuesday, Tuesday night, uh, the 10th January, Tuesday night. The second leg of this final will, yeah, they'll have 21,000 less seats for the audience. Huh? So there's a fear that if Malaysia, if and there's a good chance that Malaysia wins and goes to the final, that they still will not have uh, these 21,000 seats available. Because even after the concert, they'll take time to to tear everything down, right? Yeah, They couldn't yeah. possibly t- tear down overnight, which is, I think the, the final happens on 16th Jan- January, which is next Monday night. So mm. there won't be enough time to tear down everything after the concert. So people are kind of pissed off now with J. Cho, even though uh yeah, you know, he's just he's just here to sing and have a concert, lah. Yeah. I mean he did post on Insta stories that he's fine pushing back the
0: concert. Uh, and for context, mm. the concert was actually planned for um like before COVID. But because of COVID yeah. it got delayed by three years, lah. Yeah, yeah so so, so, wow, this is what you read, also, I mean, okay, if this was happening in Singapore and Singapore is in a similar position as Malaysia, what would your yeah. reaction be?
1: um, I think it, it kinda of really, already happened to some extent, uh yeah. in the sense that this and this same tournament the the a f f uh cup, right. Yeah. Um. The group Singapore played in the group stages. <laughs> Correct with Malaysia. And yeah, and the national stadium was not available to the no no the national stadium. Singapore Sports Hub was not available for the matches because they were they they weren't able to prepare in time after Jay Cho's concert, which also oh, was shit. quite recent. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh, they shit. ended up they ended up playing those group matches in the Jalan Besar Stadium, which to my earlier point. Uh, people complain about like I think the coaches of the opposing teams complain about because it's an artificial pitch. So artificial pitches, oh. you know, anecdotally, anecdotally, artificial pitches are uh, can can cause a lot of injuries for very high intensity professional players, lah, right? Uh, which is precisely what happened to two of our national players uh, in 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 friendlies that they played. I, I think they played a friendly with Maldives recently on the artificial pitch and got injured. Um Ooh, and then they shit. were not available for AF Cup. So all in all, Singapore has been affected by this thing. And now uh you know, congrats to Malaysia, they're in the semifinals and they might go to the finals. So they they're now facing this issue, and J. Cho again is in the middle of all this. So that's why Ooh. it's it's pretty interesting because it's not just Malaysia, but Singapore has been affected, but yeah, to your point, I think Singapore, we just like, oh, we didn't bat an eyelid la, because, <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay la, you know, I football, mean, whatever.
0: That's sad, yeah, like, um, I mean, that, wh- whatever you just said reveals so much that in Singapore, mm. uh, I didn't even know about it, I didn't even know about yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm someone who tries to read the news every day, you know, stay, stay on yeah. top of things, I didn't know yeah. about it um yeah. and at first with this whole malaysia thailand thing i actually felt like wow you know J. cho putting you know uh, like this thing happened <laughs> but the fact that it happened in singapore also right yeah i placed it solely on his team
1: man. yeah and, and and you know what the, the worst part is if the concert was awesome and got rave reviews from everyone then maybe it's forgivable lah, right you know because you're pleasing everyone after not, not having played a concert for so long and they, you've got so many fans in Singapore Malaysia. But there were so many complaints about the concert in Singapore. I don't know if you 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 read about it oh, in yeah, the news, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there I were know, a that. lot of complaints from big J Cho fans about how bad the concert was. Bad because um not only because of the, the infrastructure or sound or anything like that. Uh because I think we've heard issues about the Sports Hub and 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 the sound quality there. But because J Cho apparently he only sang I think half he only sang for half of the concert or something like that. And a lot of a lot of his fans were unhappy because they paid to see J. Cho. But he endu- ended up listening to a lot of his his celebrity friends and guests coming on stage to sing his songs instead, lah. Which which annoyed a lot of people. And then there were other small complaints about the light sticks uh being reused from the last the last tour and everything like that. But those are small things. But the big thing was that, yeah, lah, they they paid for J. Cho, but they uh, didn't really get the full J. Cho experience. Huh?
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I I remember that that whole uh kerfuffle there. So then, yeah. then maybe it's not just on his team. Like for for concerts to be held in countries, I mean, I'm assuming mm, mm. the country authorities also need to, I don't know, like uh, uh issue a permit or something like that. And mm, if mm. there is the ATF around the same time,
1: the AFF, uh, the AFF, the ATF, Com- the isn't it the ATF? Oh, uh, it's not the AFF
0: championship. A- AFFF championship, ah, yeah. It just feels like, uh, you yeah, know, Like what? It's it's quite. Oh yeah, the AFF. Um, it's quite a significant event, la, So mm. there's always going to be the chance of the the biggest stadium in the country being needed. Then, mm. like for mm. this kind of concert, oh I eh. Yeah. Oh, hearing but, that it happens, Singapore also changed it for me, man.
1: Yeah, but but to be fair, they're also dealing with a, a backlog of events, right? They've been wanting mm. to to be helped because but then were delayed because of the pandemic so mm. they are also just trying to honor the contracts and and trying to make these things happen within a very compressed period lah. so mm. there definitely will be some uh you know uh what do you call it compromises that have to be made either side lah. True, but, lah, but i true. mean but at the same time like uh having just watched the world cup and and you know the the kind of Hysteria that, that comes about when a country qualifies, or, or you know, or even wins a match at the World Cup and all that. Don't you think like um, it tells you about how you know how how much the country, how much each country values their sporting achievements and all when they prioritize a, a commercial concert uh, over over like a national event, like uh, you know, mm. like, qualifying for the semi-finals or finals of a of a pretty pretty big uh, football tournament in the region, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I guess
0: th- these sort of dates would probably have been confirmed a long time ago, lah, right? Mm, and yeah. like what you said also just now, it's true, lah, balancing the commercial interest. Because I'm assuming when these things happen, part of the revenue generator does go to the stadium as so I don't know how much. um, mm, But mm, if you imagine mm. the the stadium authorities also, they would be like, okay, if we, if we assume that the country will qualify and we reject this this thing that's gonna bring in a lot of revenue that could be used for the stadium. Um mm. uh, that's one approach, but then if the country doesn't qualify, right, then it's just an empty stadium, yeah. no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just true. an empty
0: stadium. But yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. And also off the back of all that controversy around the the organization that runs the Singapore Sports Hub.
1: Sports Hub, yeah.
0: Right. It, it just makes you think like, hey shit, like how how do they decide when and where and how to have these sort of events?
1: Mm, mm mm yeah I think in the the Singapore case that we talked about like uh uh in some ways yeah you know, it's it's um it's a bit difficult because yeah, we really don't have as many venues and all that right mm, to do mm, to mm. alterna- alternative venues that can house as many people and all Uh. but I'm just thinking in Malaysia probably there are probably more because just they have more space and more more stadiums and everything, so True. I don't know man it's it's a it's a tough one, lah. Cause yeah, if Singapore was in the semi-finals or finals of this AFF Cup, which was, uh, I mean, highly unlikely to begin with, but it could have happened, lah, Right? Mm. I think uh, we'd be making a lot more noise about about uh, about not having seats available, that Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think. Yeah. I mean, I think so, lah. Suddenly, no one gives a shit, also. Yeah. <laughs> which is the sad state of Singapore
1: football, but, It is the sad state of Singapore football. Yeah.
0: Oh like uh I don't know
1: whether J. Cho every country in Asia he's been going, he's just been his, his <laughs> concerts have just been fucking everything up. Uh. Wow, yeah, wow. Like, I mean he's fucking everything up, but he's just raking in the money as well. Uh. like he I knew like so many money. people I knew the, so many people that I did not expect to go to the J. cho concert, went for the J. Jo concert, uh, you know. Mm. I knew they were Yeah, relatively casual fans and all, but but they actually, you know, paid money to go. I guess the the you know, there's this Urge to go and be part of a big concert oh, that's been building up all these years, yeah. now, right? Because of COVID, yeah. yeah. So that's I was quite, I was quite like, wow, such a big deal to so many people. Okay, la, fine. But but but, going the, but the icing on the cake was that yeah, it was a. They a lot of them ended up disappointed, la.
0: But going back also to what you said earlier about why the, the the I mean having other options for stadiums. The turns out the Bukit hmm. Jalil National Stadium in KL is the largest stadium in Southeast Asia and can hold eighty five oh, thousand people. Yeah, because wow. I know in Malaysia, there's the Shah Alam Stadium you know, but I guess Bukit yeah. is the biggest lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and just uh, the chronology, apparently J. and his team first booked the venue four years ago in March 2019, before he con- mm. postponed the concert. But mm. the Football Association of Malaysia booked the stadium for the AFF 2022 in
1: August 2022. Mm. Yeah. So, also a bit yeah. last minute lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, think J. said, and J. Cho said, uh, he, he can com- postpone a concert, it's not a problem, and he just wants to sing for his fans, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... Then I'll say, like, tell that tell that to the Singapore fans. Because <laughs> they, want, <laughs> they wanted you to sing for your, for the, them. But you didn't sing for them. You only sang 50% of the time. So tell that to your Singapore fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> je cho, je cho. No, but, yeah. you know, like, the, the, the thing, that last line on the article, the Football Association of Malaysia booked the stadium for AFF. So, mm, I think maybe mm. also, like, it's it the easiest thing to think that the sports authorities and the stadium management are one and the same. But, not, but yeah. I guess not lah. Like, I don't think the Singapore Football Association also has first dibs on the national stadium at uh, or the sports hub uh, uh, regardless lah. I think, I guess it's run like a business lah. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's where hopefully, I mean, I, hopefully, this is just a uh, cause of the pandemic, uh, Right? There's all these clashes, yeah. And hopefully, we don't experience anything as destructive as the pandemic, uh, ever again. At least not in our lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, la, Then and and then maybe we can go back to having like big J Cho concerts, spaced out from big football tournaments, uh. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't exactly. end up having our we don't end end up having our national players injured right before. Big tournaments because they play on artificial turfs, so. yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly,
1: exactly. But yeah, Ooh. enough, yeah. Uh, enough complaining about J. Cho. <laughs> uh, what is <laughs> yeah. your one shot comment of the last few days? Uh, my one shot
0: comment is uh, uh, like a long time commenter, uh, Majestic mm. uh, Economist 6. Mm. Uh, this was on the subreddit thread for our last podcast uh, U355 where we talked about the Potong Base family discovering that the HDB flat they lived in uh, there was there was skeletal remains found of a of a man who was dead for nine years Uh, that Mm, happened mm, two years prior so Majestic Economist Six um, wrote that when uh, he was a boy in primary school called to his great grandmother's house because she had passed away and being confused about death But, but now working as a pastor he has taken mm-hmm. care of so many funerals where the person passed away in their home. And he pointed out that people dying at home is a lot more common than people realize uh, because mm. people elderly people prefer to die at home than in a hospital. Um, but mm-hmm. also that that uh, he can understand why people might not want to uh, purchase a house where someone died. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess that, that one line about knowing that people dying at home is a lot more common than people think. La. 'Cause I think yeah, you mm-hmm. grow up with this notion that people don't die at home. You know, a home is oh, where yeah. where you grow. But when you grow old and die, it doesn't happen at home. But but yeah. it's
1: true, it does happen a lot. Yeah. It's uh Yeah. yeah I sobering, think it's a more, sobering common, common, f- yeah. Yeah. Uh. It's more common phenomenon than we think. Like. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: But, but uh, what about you, man? Uh, um actually let's take a step away from our Reddit and go to the cesspool, that is TikTok comment section. Mm. <laughs> mm,
0: mm, mm. Because,
1: I mean, if, if you don't already know, we do have a TikTok account where uh, Tristan, our, our, our man, our, our guy on the ground, has been posting a lot of uh, little snippets of from our podcast. Mm. And just, I think, you know, there have been a few that have gone like, like quite a number of views and comments. And usually they're about uh, Singapore issues like... Uh, like uh you know gst cost of living cost of living singapore versus taiwan for example in the episode we did with andy chen but uh just recently we posted one that was the the title was giga chat zelensky zelensky so Mm. we i think we talked about how zelensky has been um has been you know uh fronting the pr for the war between Ukraine and Russia, right? Mm. I mean, he's been on the, he's gone to the U.S. He's made a speech at Congress and then made the news and all that. But the surprising thing is all the comments that just from that little snippet that we put up were all anti-Ukraine. Very strange, really? anti-Ukraine, and from very uh, random accounts, ah, uh, user nine six nine six 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 one five one one five 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 one seven, and but they're not like just throwaway comments. They're like comments that talk about you know, NATO and NATO's history in the region and, 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 you know, they liken NATO to a triad society. You know, they they talk about Zelensky as a, you know, as a puppet of the USA and, uh, and how, you know, he got them to a war with people fleeing and dying in thousands but this way young with a green military outfit. So, I'm just like pretty curious about where these comments are coming from. Like, who are these people who are, who are so active on on TikTok and, and so feeling so strongly about the Ukraine Russia war that they need to make all these comments or whether they're just bots maybe, I don't know. It's kinda of, it's kinda of crazy, Like it's one of our more commented uh posts in, in recent times. And mm. they're all anti they're all anti Zelensky, yeah. yeah. Really,
0: yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So you
1: is that a challenge yeah. to those commenters to show themselves? Or just like No, need, la, no, need. no need. just <laughs> just like like it's just uh interesting to see where like wow oh, this barrage of uh you know, very one sided comments all coming from various people that don't seem to have had much other activity on, on TikTok other than just commenting on on, on stuff related to Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Mm.
0: So your short comment crazy. is the the introspective evaluation or maybe not so short comments on our TikTok TikTok
1: channel? Yeah, correct, correct, yeah. I mean, it sh- de- depends on what, what side of the fence you're on, la, right? Whether it's shook or not. But uh, it's just mm. interesting. I think it's just interesting to highlight like how, yeah, what's, what's going on in the world with TikTok? Because TikTok is, is much much less, TikTok comments space is much less uh self-regulating than say Reddit, right, for example. Mm, mm, mm. So, so I'm not sure what's what's going on with, what's going on there. La. But mm, just interesting mm. to see, la, like why, why, You know, our video, it's not like our video went viral or anything. It's not not say it's got a ton of views, but it's got a ton of comments. Like, almost trying to shoot us down as much as possible. Yeah, it feels like, uh, you know, a missile is directed at this video. And as it was launched into space, they just, everybody just like, they fired like 30 different missiles at it. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, huh?
0: Interesting. Interesting, eh? interesting. Cool. Yes, and what is your one shook thing? Uh, My one shook thing is... uh... It's an article that I read by this guy called Paul Millard that is titled, My 12-Hour Walk. Um, mm. And basically, he talks about uh, the trying this this concept of taking a 12-hour walk with no phone, no route, no plan, just go. Um, mm. and, and he he adopted it from the creator of that term, I guess, the 12-Hour Walk, Colin O'Brady, who mm. was an extreme athlete. La. I think he did a world record attempt across uh, to walk across Antarctica and all. And initially, when I read the article, I was like, "Oh, it's it's quite interesting because the the guy Colin O'Brien apparently came up with this because from his time doing mm. extreme stuff and any guy who went through army or any any one who maybe didn't go through army but went did a marathon or a long run, you know that certain times when you push yourself, there's a certain sense of accomplishment that comes with it, You mm. know." Um mm, mm, mm. but as you you know you start uh, your job, you have a family, you have all these other things, it's hard to get away and go like do a military exercise or a route march or some extreme thing like so mm. he coined this thing called term like a micro adventure, like, which is just like okay, it's something you can do in your day-to-day life, but it brings mm. you to that place where oh, you are physically tired, you are mentally tired, but it's it's a bit a bit meditative. Like and I thought he, that's actually quite a cool concept, and I want to try it one of these. Days. Just go for a twelve-hour walk around Singapore. No phone, no, no phone, phone, and no no nothing. nothing. Yeah, just go, no route, and just go where <laughs> where life where life takes me. The only thing is, when I was googling to find links to this, you know, I found out that yeah. that it's turned into a movement lah. Where there's a book, there's uh, a course. He talks about oh, it. He goes around the oh, world talking about a the twelve-hour. Then I was like, hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's something that's commodified, admittedly. So, when you Google it, don't yeah. be turned off by, like, oh,
1: shit, there's all these things that are selling me
0: shit. Um, just, yeah, yeah. just... Singapore! Just try to appreciate what? that Singapore? concept.
1: Yeah. Singapore, have we have what? You, you go for reservist, that's essentially your, your two weeks, your two weeks uh, <laughs> mission, what? you know. No, you get away was, from family, they can't, they can't contact you, and then you, oh, but i the, got no the, phone, the, I can't.
0: The point of the 12-hour walk is you go without a route. So, you just walk where, where you feel like. In army reservist, you can do that,
1: is it? You, you can't, can't uh, la, but you, can't. you can really you can really disconnect from from work and family, and and no one can blame me for it la. Which I and, and I was laughing earlier because to me this twelve hour walk thing sounds like it's the, the, the perfect much. excuse for <laughs> no 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 it sounds like the perfect excuse for a husband to be cheating on his wife or, or vice versa. <laughs> <and all> <laughs> <laughs> I've I think I literally met people who like they love reservists because it's a chance to get away from their their wife yeah. and their family and and you know but. I, I'm literally meeting them at a bar, you know, in the middle of the reservist, that kind of thing. And they are partying and dancing with people <laughs> and all that. So this 12-hour thing sounds like, oh, yeah, you. Dis- I'm going to disappear for the next 12 hours. Yeah, don't don't. hook me up. Yeah, I'm contactable, have nothing on me. Yeah, Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, if I end up like just staying over at a hotel or something, don't blame me or so I'll just be tired or whatever. Hey, man, <laughs> hey, man. Anyone can do what they want with their 12-hour walk. <laughs> I'm, yeah, just gonna yeah, walk. Yeah. I'm just going to walk.
0: I'm just going to walk. Uh, and and see la, and see and see how it goes. I, I just thought it was a cool yeah. concept la.
1: It's an interesting yeah. concept la. You're gonna happen to walk past Gey Lang or something or so? Is it?
0: No, la, I'll thing, I'll right? walk and watch Avatar <laughs> by myself at the same time. Oh, at the same time? Oh, no, no. I said I walk for twelve hours and then the Avatar oh, thing can come either in between or something like
1: Oh yeah, perfect. I, when when you watch time, movie uh? or so, when you watch movie or so, uh, so called uncontactable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fifteen hours of uncontactability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the side issue it's really quite difficult like, in Singapore like I think a couple of days ago I had to get my phone uh, the battery replaced right mm. And I was, so I was literally without my phone for about four or five hours mm. and I really felt disconnected from from daily life. I couldn't I couldn't call people, I couldn't get a car. I could I had to queue up for a you taxi. Didn't to I had to, you didn't know where to go. I didn't I didn't even know where to go. You know, <laughs> I had to like try and call people to try and get the address and all that and, and, and talk to the taxi uncle and tell him where I was going, you know, that kind of thing. So oh, it's 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 quite impossible to live now without uh your phone on you or some form of connect, uh, connectivity on you. La. That's what I realized. that
0: all the more yeah. why you should do the twelve hour walk. It's a micro adventure, dude. Be open to micro adventures. Micro yeah, adventures.
1: Yeah, that's right. yeah. To all those people going on micro adventures <laughs> away from wives and and your families and all hey, that. Hey, husbands
0: also. So, uh, that some some yeah. women go on micro adventures away correct, from
1: husbands. Correct, yeah. Okay. So that's you have a champion here, helping at <laughs> helping you with your alibi, <laughs> la. yeah. Spread the word, <laughs> spread the word, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I heard of this thing called micro adventure, India. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you think it's okay for me to just disappear for twelve hours without yeah. any contact? Yeah, sure. You, yeah, it's, you, there's a book about it. Heard, it. heard on this podcast.
0: This guy on this book. podcast talks about it. Yeah, there's listen. a book yeah. and there's an app. Yeah, so it must be a good thing. Must be a good thing. Yeah. Kela, okay, what's okay. your shock thing, Shitting on my shock thing so much. Yeah, what's your shock thing?
1: No, my short thing is uh, it's a book that I'm reading by mm. uh, uh, an economist from the Walton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, her name is Katie Milkman, and her book is called How to Change, uh, Getting from... It's called... Wait, let me just... Yeah, it's How to Change, Getting from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. Mm. So, I mean, I upon the book because I read... I just happened to read a review about it, and then, yeah, because... Uh, She's apparently very good friends with uh, another another author and and professor named Angela Duckworth, um, whom I think did a very famous TED talk about the concept of grit, mm. uh, G R I T, in children, right? And 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 how grit is the most important determinant of a, a child's success in life and all. Uh. So, Katie Milkman, apparently, she she's also from the same uh, university, a professor at the same university, and. She uh, is interested in the behavioral science of how how you effect change in your life, Like what I mentioned about New Year's resolutions and 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 how to try and create habits that stick and all, So I think because she's such good friends with Angela Duckworth, there's a lot of a uh, cross pollination in the, the the things that she talks about in her book with what Angela Duckworth talks about in her book about grit. Mm. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of interesting things about. If you wanna, you know, uh, not just for yourself, but let's say to encourage people in your life to change their habits or do things differently, and and all there's a lot of little little uh, tips uh, that that, that mm. this book tells you, uh, backed up by scientific experiments and data and all Uh, uh so, so so I mean, for example, like like the, the the probably the biggest thing, the one of the big takeaways from even just reading a, a part of the book is that Q based planning, so to speak, is the the best way to to really uh get yourself to you know do something that you typically would shy away or procrastinate or forget to do uh Q-based, Q-based, meaning like, like an alarm or something uh. uh meaning like uh you you give yourself something that reminds you that you need to do something else for example like uh you put a let's say you put a soft toy of a duck at your kitchen table mm-hmm. and the cue is that if you see the duck it means that you need to go and pawn you need to go and pawn your shoes and go exercise. So if you oh. put that at your, at your dining table, so every day when you go downstairs and you see that that duck on the dining table, then you're reminded, oh, okay, I need to go and exercise and do my thing now. Why the fuck So you so use a, If you use a duck, the
0: thing I feel like you should go, you feel like you want to go shower and take a bath or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. The, the funny thing is that it, it's, and research bears this out that if you use very strange, uh, very strange things as cues oh. to get yourself to remember to do something, uh, it's much more likely that you will do it. Lah. As opposed to, oh, if, uh, you know, if I just, if I, I just, I, as opposed to just telling yourself, oh, if I, I'm going to try to exercise every single day, every single morning, go for a run, that kind of thing. Mm. If you just have a little, little uh, something that just sits there and just reminds you, oh, maybe you should do this. It's much more effective in getting you to do it. Lah. Mm. Mm. So, so, so that's, for example, those are little, little things that she, she writes about in a book that are quite interesting. So, yeah. In, so another in the, uh,
0: New Year, yeah. <laughs> another hack for people who want to get away from uh, with stuff from your partner. If you leave like your hmm. boxes and all in the hall or something, right? Just say it's yeah. a what? It's a queue base. Is
1: what? Q-based planning. Q-based <laughs> Q-based planning. <Yeah. laughs> To remind yourself to dress up before you go out, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't do the dishes or something, that plate, you're
0: like, oh, oh yeah, it's queue-based planning. You know, it really makes yeah, me yeah, appreciate yeah. how there's dirt in every part
1: of our lives and we need to embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. 12-hour I mean, walk heard
0: and queue-based planning.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've heard the concept of the memory palace, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember the concept where you, if you need to remember a long grocery list, for example, mm. they encourage you to, re- to remember it. No not using any uh, mnemonic devices or anything but by imagining that you're like walking through a familiar place like your own your childhood home or something like that and placing each of those items from the grocery list in the different rooms as you walk through your home yeah and apparently that's a much more effective way to remember lists of up to you know 11 or 12 items mm. let's say you, you walk in and then on where your shoe cabinet is, you imagine that there's a bag of rice sitting there. Okay, that's the first mm. item you need to get a bag of rice. Second item, you need to get green vegetables. As you walk through the living room, oh, there's a bag of vegetables on the table of the living room. Mm. And uh, apparently, that, that helps you remember things a lot better. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So yeah it's, that, it's one of those strange things. Yeah, it's one of those strange things about about psychology that that, that is always interesting. And, and yeah, this book uh, has all these details about that. Lah. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, Cool. Uh, hope you guys are all having a great start to the week as well. Yeah, great start of the real first week of the new year. Yeah, right? The real first week. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah. Uh,
1: and we'll talk to you guys soon.